because of the cases that we get, we know that these things are happening. And so the laws have to reflect our common day reality. Today, we're hearing from institutional actors in the last part of this series. Hello, I'm Betty Abba, founder of the Center for Children's Health Education, Orientation and Protection, also known as Sea Hope Nigeria. Welcome to COVID-19 and the Virus of Domestic Abuse Against Women, a podcast series that examines the effect of the coronavirus pandemic on incidences of domestic abuse in Nigeria and with generous support from the Rosa Luxemburg Foundation, West Africa. This episode concludes our series. So if you've stayed with us from the beginning, you are already aware that so far we've covered domestic violence prevention, spousal rape, domestic worker abuse, how the pandemic has affected widows and the role of social media in reporting domestic violence in Nigeria. In all these episodes, the most common problem experienced by survivors and current victims was rape, particularly spousal rape. We therefore asked two experts what the underlying challenges are with respect to the prevention of this incident or in getting justice and protection for victims. Ms. Titilola Vivo Adeniji, coordinator of the Lagos State Domestic and Sergio Violence Response Team, told me that Nigeria's laws are yet to cover all the conditions under which rape occurs in our society. Rape is a legal terminology. It's a criminal offense, and so we have to be guided by the relevant criminal laws. In Lagos, we have the Criminal Law of Lagos State 2011, which was amended in 2015, and is currently undergoing some amendments. At the federal level, we have the Criminal Code, which is also undergoing some amendments. Bringing it to Lagos, Chapter 25 of the Criminal Law provides for different sexual offences, and it begins with the offence of rape in Section 260. And that law defines, the se- that section defines what amounts to rape. It has to be done by a man against a woman or girl without her consent, and there must be penetration. The offence is rape and it's life imprisonment. Now, if it, if it had stopped there, then that would accommodate all instances. However, sub 3 of that same section provides that sexual intercourse between a man and a woman who are married is not unlawful meaning that a man cannot be accused of raping his wife. So that's the law as it is. We have to remember or we have to become aware of the fact that in Lagos we have what we we refer to as modern rape, i.e. section 261, which provides for sexual assault by penetration. And that section is not a respect of relationship. Any person can commit the offense of sexual assault by penetration and carries the same punishment for rape, which is life imprisonment. However, at the moment, as at today, a man cannot say he raped his wife. And that is also applicable in the criminal code. And I believe in most of the criminal laws in Nigeria. How do we address this? Do we think it is time to remove that proviso, that subsection, Emphatically, yes, because 
of the cases that we get, we know that these things are happening. And so the laws have to reflect our common day reality. It's a proposition that in the various amendments going on, perhaps we should propose, we sh- it should be included to reflect the fact that women, wives, are actually getting raped by their husbands and it should be a criminal offense. You can contact the Lagos State Domestic and Sergio Violence Response Team on 08000333333 or 08137960048. These are the numbers to call on the Lagos State Domestic and Sergio Violence Response Team, the DSVRT. Now, as mentioned earlier, over the lockdown period, there was a rise in sexual and gender-based violence cases against women and domestic workers. I spoke with Ms. Tolu Odubeson, head of the sexual and gender-based violence unit of the National Agency for the Prohibition of Trafficking in Persons, also known as NAPTIP. The first question I asked her was, what has been the agency's general response to incidences of sexual and gender-based violence brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic in Nigeria. The agency's response include establishment of a specialized unit called the Sexual and Gender-Based Unit in June 2020 against the regular gender decks that existed earlier, increased publicity of the National Sexual Offender Register opened by the agency last year and the publishing of the names of already convicted sexual offenders equipped the agency's rapid response call for expedited response to distress calls, especially on sexual and gender-based violence, increased rescue activities across the country and uninterrupted activities of counselors and social workers in NAPTIP shelters who worked all through the lockdown period, provision of palliatives to NAPTIP and other shelters across the country to ensure steady supply of food items to cater for the increased number of victims. Also, training and retraining of native officers on techniques for responding to domestic violence victims in emergency situations. Given that domestic workers also suffered financial, sexual and spiritual abuse in the same period, what measures did NAPTIP undertake specifically for domestic workers? Let's hear from Ms. Odubenson again. Specific measures the agency has employed include aggressive public awareness campaign in social media, through drama or short films and general sensitization, effective media presence on television and radio, intensified focus group discussions on the subject, establishment of state tax forces across the Federation, already in 14 states, to ensure that the message is driven to the grassroots, especially in states where NAPTIP has no state office. What is government's response to religious abuse? Increased sensitization in religious houses, churches and mobs, extensive engagement with religious leaders, traditional leaders, and other stakeholders, expansion of the agency's sensitization drive with the engagement of NAPTIP ambassadors, professionals from various walks of life, infusion of the elements of TIP and child abuse prevention into basic education curriculum, increased awareness of the need not to expose victims to trauma and victimization. Also, helplines for sexual and gender-based violence and other reporting channels include creation of dedicated helplines especially specifically for response to domestic violence cases which are one 
Miss Odubenson concludes that Nati's goals for the foreseeable future are continuous advocacy to ensure Nigeria's Violence Against Persons Prohibition Act of 2015 is adopted by all states and promoting wider awareness of all laws that punish abusers as well as protect, reintegrate and empower victims. Thank you for staying with us throughout this series. We hope that it has been beneficial to you, dear listeners, and we encourage you to use whatever lessons or information you have gained so far to support yourself and others who may need help. This series was generously sponsored by the Rosa Luxemburg Foundation in West Africa. Scripting and production by Rona Maya and I, Betty Abba, served as your host. Thank you very much and bye. Mm -hmm.